2: This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, W.I.L.K. News Radio.
3: Great good morning, everyone. 10.06 a.m. in Northeast Pennsylvania. This Friday, August 4th, 2023, this is the Bob Cordaro Show. Indubitably, I am he, and it is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free, like these veterans that we lost in early July. Stephen Nalawako of Wyoming, George Pennington, Klein Township, Michael Kane of For- Forest City, Richard Huey of Kingston, Carl Rinaldi of DuPont, and John Hendrickson of Greenfield Township. We lost them all. Veterans, all. To be honored. Well, we talked about the Trump indictment yesterday, and uh, Brian Kelly is hes really our, our federal legal expert, a career United States attorney, his career culminating at the uh, Department of Justice, working both in San Diego and Massachusetts with the uh, trial and conviction of Whitey Bulger. So he, he joins us now. Uh, Brian, welcome as always.
2: Thanks, Bob. Glad to be here. Hope you're well down there in PA.
3: Everything's fantastic on our end. Uh, I can't say as much for the, uh, <laughs> the communist uh, <laughs> Massachusetts, state of Massachusetts. but <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> All right, so the Trump indictment. It seems like this latest one seems like such a complete stretch. What's your analysis of it?
2: Well, I mean, it's definitely a serious uh, situation uh, for President Trump. I mean, he, first of all, just procedurally, he has got a tough road to hoe. He's now in the District of Columbia with a jury pool, will probably be 98% anti-Trump, and the presiding federal judge Uh, is an Obama appointee who's been very uh, harsh with some of these sentencings in the January 6th. So he's not going to get a break at all, uh, whether uh, in front of this judge or in front of this jury. And I'm sure the special counsel knew that. And that's why he chose to bring yet another charge against Trump, uh, this time in uh, a very, very favorable forum for the prosecutor. So it may well be that... The long game for Trump is that he's got to rely upon the appellate courts to decide whether or not, you know, his, his, the defenses being floated are that, you know, it, the First Amendment permits him to say stuff, even if it's false. Um, so, you know, th- is that really worthy of criminalizing? And it's difficult. Um, Brian, you, and, I, and, and,
3: I was pointing out, Brian Kelly, that you'd have to indict the FBI and the DOJ for the Russia hoax. They knew it wasn't true, and yet they pursued it vigorously. The the entire Mueller probe, they're guilty of exactly what they've indicted Trump of.
2: Well, you know, that's clearly a double standard, but unfortunately for Trump, they're allowed to pick and choose who they indict. It it, it obviously enrages people. That there's a double standard, but it's legally not a defense. If you're a drug dealer and you're on the street corner and you get arrested, your defense cannot be, "Hey, there's five more guys down the street selling drugs. You didn't arrest them." Well, okay, um, that's unfair and uh, unfortunate for you, but that's what they're picking and choosing to do, and that's for the prosecutorial discretion, which you know some people are saying they're abusing it by just using this against Trump, and he's he's got a serious problem in the District of Columbia. He, he does. Um, now, the, there's five co-conspirators, interestingly, uh, who are lawyers, and you know, usually, you know, the, 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 your communications with a lawyer are privileged. But the attorney-client privilege only applies to past conduct. Um, so, if somebody comes in and, cons- and says, "Hey, listen, I I did X, Y, and Z, and I need your assistance uh, to defend myself," you know, that's all privileged. But there's the exception: this crime fraud exception is forward-looking. So if a person comes in and says, uh, you know, I did X, Y, Z, you know, last week, but you know what? Next week, I want to do this, that, and the other thing. Can you help me figure out, you know, what's the best way to do it? Then those communications are no longer privileged. They're crime fraud exception, and those lawyers who are named as co-conspirators, I, I think they got a problem. I mean, I think I think, well, I think they- they're clearly they-
3: targeted, but 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 that it would cause so many delays that Jack Smith decided not to indict them at this point.
2: You're right. So if they supersede and add these lawyers, now you get five defendants in the courtroom, which turns into a circus, which, by the way, I don't know if you noted this, but it was very unusual at the arraignment. Um, the other federal judges sat in the audience. I, I is, read
3: that. Uh, there were three, at of, least three federal judges sat in the audience during this thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of crazy. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's not optically i don't think it's good i think it's suggested the judicial uh group in that district are um, you know not simply playing it straight down the middle
3: man all right so so trump says you know i i i believed that and i i'll tell you what i've seen him he believes the election was stolen, and I went through the litany, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg's illegal supplementing of uh, uh- Voter bureaus, whether it is the two thousand mules and the concerted effort to steal mail-in ballots, whether it is the FBI and uh, and former intelligence officials squelching the the Hunter Biden laptop and all that we now know it contains, he he goes through that litany. How do they take? How do they prove that he didn't believe it? <laughs>
2: Well, that's right. I mean, that's always an issue of what is the other person's intent, right? Did 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 he, you know, and, but they're going to counter with evidence of people saying, uh, we told him it was not true, we told him multiple times, and this is what we told him, and therefore I guess the, the prosecution is left with saying, well, it's so unreasonable for him to continue to say he actually believed it, that— that um, he's lying. That wasn't his uh, true belief. That's not his intent. And therefore, when he did X, Y, and Z, he had a corrupt motive. Because that's what they have to try yeah. to prove.
3: But if I'm, if I'm going to be a fair juror, and the Trump team shows me that, uh, they show me the movie 2,000 Mules, and they bring in Mark Zuckerberg and make him talk about what he did to manipulate the election. And they they bring in the laptop And it's uh, censorship and and reporters and people from the the New York Post. And and then they bring in Nancy Pelosi and the uh, Capitol Hill police chief who now says that uh he believes it was a conspiracy january 6th you can. there's no way you can't be found again uh, or just get some reasonable doubt out of a couple
2: of jurors well i would say two things first of all you're correct that this particular charge with this indictment really opens the door to a political free-for-all in yeah. terms of uh the actual election and who said what and you know Unlike the one in Florida, which is more of a garden variety of obstruction of justice about moving boxes and lying and that sort of thing, this one has a lot more political aspects to it. However, this is what gets back to my original point. The gatekeeper of all the evidence that the jury will hear is this judge. Yeah. She may, she may well say, no, that's not relevant. Uh, it, we're not doing a side trial on this. We're not putting somebody else on trial. You're the one on trial. She may exclude all this evidence and prevent him from making these arguments to the jury, which, of course, gives him a, a, a good argument on appeal that he didn't get a fair trial. But that's small comfort if he gets convicted there.
3: Now, it, it, there's something called an interlocutory appeal, which means you can you can uh, appeal in the midst of a trial certain uh, ju- judicial rulings, and have them decided before you proceed. Is that available in the federal
2: system? It is, but it's very limited. Um, you, you know, as a general rule, you can't. you got to wait to the end of the case. Uh, you know, there are certain times when the judge excludes evidence that maybe you can take it up on appeal, cause, but it's a very, very difficult standard. And, um, you know, that's why sometimes people will have a conditional plea of guilty uh, subject to appealing a, a, a legal issue that they're interested in. And they don't want to have to wait to go through trial and get convicted, yeah. et cetera. They'll say, okay, I'll plead guilty subject to my right to appeal this legal issue because I think this legal issue exonerates me. Let's let the appeals court decide so we don't have to do the big dance for the next uh, 18 months. So, uh, but it, it's tough. I, 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 again, that's, that's not a promising uh, route for him, but it, no doubt they'll try it.
3: Well, appeal... To me, it, it, with the existing Supreme Court conservative as they are, I don't believe they would allow this uh, prosecution to proceed. I just, I, I mean, the the, the theories, this specific one, Florida, uh, there's some con, there's some components of it that are just uh, wrought with danger for Trump at every level, but this entire prosecution in Washington D.C. Seems like it would get knocked out, uh, you know. Once they got to the Supreme Court,
2: I don't know. It's oftentimes very easy just to say, "Hey, you know, we'll, we're not going to wait until the fa- uh, the facts are uh, shown at trial. We don't know what the facts are. This is just an allegation in the indictment. The government has to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. If they don't, they don't. Don't bother us. If they do, and it's it's flawed legally." we'll reverse it then yeah. it's not it's not great for it's not great for the defendants involved because they have to uh, go through the whole process but uh, I think it would be extraordinary though if the Supremes would throw out an indictment before it ever gets to trial I mean the, the indictment standard is easy it's just um, you know more likely than not did you commit this offense that's what the grand jury decides when they issue the indictment if, when they issue indictments not beyond a reasonable doubt it's very easy to obtain an indictment now on its face the question is: Does the indictment, on its face, satisfy the legal elements of these four charges? And you know, you can bet that they scrub this twenty different ways to make sure, that on its face, the the indictment satisfied the elements of the four charges. And therefore, you get you got to you got to see what the facts are and, and see what happens at trial. I think that's where it lands.
3: Uh, Brian Kelly, Jack Smith has a track record, and that track record is getting overturned for overzealous. Charging and overzealous prosecutions. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it's carrying through on uh, his Javier-like uh, uh, treatment of Donald Trump.
2: Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes that is the case. I mean, I just had a case up here in Boston, the so-called Varsity Blues prosecution, where my defendant had to put up with a four-year ordeal, and finally we got it reversed uh, on appeal. Because the prosecution had uh, used evidence that was not appropriate, and the case was flipped, and he got totally exonerated. But it took him four years, and in that, in that, and not an
3: an untold amounts of money.
2: (laughs) Right, right. But I can't complain about that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Well, right. Brian Kelly, thank you very much. Uh, we'll we'll keep checking in and dipping in with you uh, as because we got another one coming in Georgia, so uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about and and maybe we'll talk holistically about the Trump legal problems at that point.
0: Sounds
2: good. All okay, right, Bob.
3: Brian Kelly, Thanks. Nixon Peabody, appreciate your analysis. Yeah. We'll take this break and be back. House of the Rising Sun. This date, 1964, the Amos released it. And what a great song! Speaking of greatness, our veterans that we honor today: John Hedrickson, just 59, Greenfield Township. Wife Catherine survives him. Fort Benning, Georgia, is where he was born. He was a cook by trade, member of the United States Army. Carl Rinaldi, Dupont. U.S. Army, daughters surviving him. Richard Huey, born in Kingston. At age 17, Richard listed in the U.S. Navy. He was a jet engine mechanic, and he was everywhere. Virginia Beach aboard the USS America, assigned uh, to Fighter Squadron 33, became Petty Officer 3rd Class. Vietnam Service Medal, among other commendations. His wife, Paulette, survives him. They were married 42 years. Michael Kane, Forest City. Born Washington, D.C., but graduated Forest City Regional High School. United States Army veteran. Worked as a psychiatric aide at Clark Summit State Hospital. Worked at Gentex. George Pennington. Calaris, one of you guys got to tell me where that is. I know it's around here, but he was a Philadelphia, he was U.S. Air Force, Airman second class during the Cuban Missile Crisis, serving in Turkey, became a Philadelphia police officer, served a, a great career there for 22 years. Then he became a cop in Klein Township, eventually becoming the chief. His wife, Marianne, survives him. And then Stephen Nalawako, Wyoming, enlisted in the U.S. Navy after high school. Served in the Navy for six and a half years during the Korean conflict. Awarded the U.S.-Korean Service Medal, among many other citations. Married to his wife for 57 years. They had five children. We lost them all in early July. Thanks to Dunmore Lumber Company. Beat the big box blues at Dunmore Lumber 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore, and the Marjon Golf Course. Drive past the old Scranton Muni, and you'll get there for the best bargain in golf, the best food in golf, and a pretty darn good bar. Oh, somebody texted in. Klairs is south of Hazleton. Thank you for that. All right. So we asked Lorraine if she would um, call back, and she has. Thank you, Lorraine. How are you?
0: Yeah, I've seen better days. How are you?
3: Well, I'm great. I'm great.
0: Well, that's good. Listen, I heard you're breathing heavy a cup, heavily a couple of times. Today? And, oh, yeah. And you're not even anywhere near me.
3: <laughs> well, I, I it, normally, I mean, I do push-ups on the commercials, so sometimes I come back slightly no, no. winded.
0: No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with push-ups. I had to go... <sighs> <laughs> <Like that. laughs> well, yeah, I
3: have you're... a touch of asthma. That's uh, that's all.
0: No, 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 no! I'm just trying to make light of the situation. Can't you go along with me?
3: <laughs> now, Please. Lorraine, we got to go to the weather break, so we've got to get your poem in here, my darling.
0: Well, what do you want me to do, wait again? <laughs> I don't no, like I wait. want you
3: to give your poem.
0: I have nothing to do. What the hell? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. I'm sorry. Dear Lord, have mercy on me. I need a lawyer. Well, okay. Wishing and hoping. <laughs> As I sit here and write this poem, I think about the days gone by. Many memories bring a smile to my face then there are those times that simply make me cry. This is wishful thinking on my part, about which years I would like to relive. Oh, how I yearned for those precious moments that only God alone could give. But he did grant many miracles to me, which I was very grateful to receive from him. There were those days that the sun shined brighter, even when I thought my life grew dim. My road ahead may have more twists and turns that our dear Lord only knows. I pray that I can handle them all and that my trust in him only grows and grows.
3: How nice, as always. That's good stuff, Lorraine.
0: Thank you. I I was trying to... I was. What about yesterday? I didn't get to call you yesterday because I was going to read the one about my sister because yesterday was the anniversary of her death. But I decided to read
3: this one today. So well, that's good. I was well. I was I was uh, at the yeah, uh, I know. Tech, yeah. the Tech yeah. Bridge conference. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know, I know. So things just didn't work out, but uh, that's all right. That's a story. Well, they
3: like worked that. out today. We made it. And I and I, I appreciate your patience. You observe great patience. So oh, yeah. uh, by calling back when I asked you to call back, I I allowed you to and was happy to have you jump the line.
0: Uh, I, I obey it, and even though we're not married, <laughs> 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 I, I, I take my bow seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lorraine,
3: my darling, we've got to go, but you have a uh, a great weekend, a restful weekend, and then we'll talk to you Monday, I hope.
0: Oh, yeah, well, I'm going. I hope so, too. <laughs> oh,
3: hang in there, because the Bulldog and I are coming
0: down. Yeah, well, just give me a heads up.
3: Oh, we will. Of course, well, of course we're going to let you know.
0: Of course, no. No, not <laughs> <laughs> so I could roll out the red carpet.
3: <laughs> You'd have to do nothing for us. Okay. Just have that comfortable chair so Bulldog can fall asleep again.
0: <laughs> Put him on a couch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Have a great weekend, Lorraine. Thank you so much for your poem.
0: I'll try. Okay, you too. Take
3: care. All right, darling. We'll take this break. We'll be back. We got your calls coming. We got the weather just before that. Storm trackers, 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, hazy sun with afternoon and evening thunderstorms. High of 83. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low of 58. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds. High 83. Sunday, clouds and sun. High of 85. The weather's going to be great for the Jazz Festival In downtown Scranton. By the way, Jimmy G from Hazleton takes it in. is a small town south of Hazleton, right by McAdoo. I grew up there. Well, it must be a heck of a town. Uh, And another, uh, Calaris is a small town in Klein Township uh, next to McAdoo. George was a good guy, and that's George Pennington, the former police chief there and one of the veterans we're paying tribute to today. So that's Good stuff. I'm happy you guys remembered. Somebody remembered George. Um, Mary Regina says, great poem by Lorraine. And now for something completely different, we go to Doc from Iron. Hi, Doc. How
4: you doing, Bob? Great. Great. I enjoyed that lady's poetry. Um, I you. I'd like to tell you a funny story. I love Eric Burton and the animals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could tell, tell you a very funny story if you'd like. Yeah. When I was in high school... Uh, we used to have an asem- morning assembly where we'd sing songs, and they'd put the um, the uh, le- the words for the song up on the screen. And while they- she was playing the organ, you could sing the song, and you had the words. That's
3: so old the school. You used- had an organ for <laughs> that's neat.
4: <laughs> so, um, so the lady she's a really nice lady, and she wanted to um, modernize and appeal to the younger people by putting popular songs that the younger people have listened to, her students listen to, as opposed to, like, Yankee Doodle Dandy and I'm a <laughs> Christian Soldiers and all that. So she wanted to put a contemporary song on. And what song did she pick? The House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> <Did> she? <laughs> I would love and to that hear that, that on it. an organ. That was- <laughs> That was it for the popular song. It was back <laughs> Onward, Christian soldier.
3: Ah, that's great.
1: <laughs> so anyway,
4: um, as far as this Trump thing goes, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, and this is my opinion, and I've seen a lot of it and read a lot of it, there's no doubt in my mind that he knew he lost the election, he lied that he didn't know that he lost or believe he lost and then conspired to overturn the election. Um, do you feel the same way? No. You don't think he knew that he lost the election? No. I mean, he's a smart man. He's a smart man.
3: He's got tons of blind spots, for one. But number two, if you go through uh, information that came forth after the election— uh, if, you, if you became aware of the information behind 2,000 Mules, the documentary, if you became aware of Mark Zuckerberg's illegal effort to supplement uh, election bureaus across the country, if you became aware of the FBI and, and uh, CIA's uh, suppression and lying and censoring about the Hunter Biden laptop, you might feel very differently.
4: Well, no. I just—it's just a matter of how I feel. A man who achieved to become president of the United States, who probably has a beat on most things that are going on—I find it hard to believe he didn't uh, understand. But if you, but honestly, if
3: you put all but of those let me, things, let me continue from there. Well, let no. If, if you put else. all of those things into the pipe, you would get an evolving belief that the election could have been stolen. I, I don't think anybody conclude that it could conclude fairly that it was stolen. But there was a concerted effort to do so, and you could take your beliefs where they go.
4: So what I wanted to say is, you know, it's one thing to commit a crime. It's another thing to prove it in a court of law. Correct. Okay? And you can take the O.J. Simpson case as a case in point. But um, the real truth is, when we're long gone and the history books are written, I don't think they're going to be saying, he didn't know. He lost the election. I think history is going to be incredibly cruel to this man.
3: Well, it depends who writes the history. If it's the current people who are reshaping our history in our school with uh, schools with criminal race theory and that kind of insanity, yeah, he'll be judged very harshly. And by the way, as far as January 6th go, I judge him harshly. His behavior after the election was reprehensible. I don't think it even approaches illegal. Otherwise, we would have to indict the entire Justice Department for the Russia collusion hoax. So
4: I have to Mueller, that, everybody. Everybody would have, I have to go. To, what I have to say about that is that, he, again, he's a smart man. He's no dummy. And if you or I were up there and we saw... An angry mob, and you could tell they were angry. Oh, and he should have never brought they, them to town. Hold on, hold on. And oh, I'm agreeing the with they, you. I, I know you, that's
3: hard to handle, Doc. And, and I, and he should have never brought to me, them let me to town.
4: My let me finish my th- thought. If you are a smart man, a president, a leader, making decisions and judgments, and you see a crowd that's agitated, some people are armed, I don't think you would... Nobody, nobody was armed, I Doc. That's, would, nobody I was armed. That's inaccurate. Doc, 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 that's I,
3: inaccurate. They were not
4: armed. Okay. But they were hostile and they were agitated. Correct. And you might have, a smart leader, a John F. Kennedy, might have said, look, guys, calm down. Take it easy. He did nothing of that sort. But Correct. you take it easy, Bob.
3: All right. He wanted to get the last second in there. The, I'm, I'm with him 100% on Trump's stupidity and naivete, at the same time, this was not, and let's put it, what it was. Let's talk about what it was. At base, this was a security failure. That crowd, unarmed, could have been contained with the right manpower, and Trump and Pence authorized that manpower. Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of security at the Capitol and the Capitol Police, failed. She said it wouldn't be the right optics. It was idiocy. It was stupidity on her part. She should be, if if there's criminal liability in the situation, it should be hers. I don't happen to think there is any. It's, you know, bad judgment by Trump, bad judgment by Pelosi, and this national, international embarrassment happened because of it. And, and, and to prove that Nancy Pelosi sucks, <laughs> she couldn't even defend her own house, which is under protection and surveillance of the same Capitol Hill police. Her husband got a hammer put through his head. Because she stunk at her job, it, 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 you can't be a left wing lunatic and good at what you do. It's it's impossible because you're delusional, you're ignorant of facts, you're ignorant of truth, and you're not on the re, you're not on the same plane of reality as the rest of us. That's why Nancy Pelosi and all the left wingers, Biden. I, if we could go through the litany and it, it'll almost never end. This idiot mayor in Chicago, they're left-wing lunatics, so they suck at their jobs. And it puts people in danger. Trump's uh, stupidity and naivete notwithstanding. But stupidity and naivete and even bad judgment by Pelosi is not criminal. We'll be back. Delta Dawn, Helen Reddy. Great song. It was the number one easy listening charts hit this date, 1973. And uh, oh, I did like Helen Reddy a lot. Frank from Wilkesbury with her lined up. How are you, Frank? How are you doing, Bob? <laughs> I'm great, Frank. <laughs>
4: yeah, okay. Uh, you were, Who you
3: were talking to before me? We don't talk about other callers, even if it's positive. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, who, how did you find out that
1: uh, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't call the National Guard or anything? That was did, the, you get that was that the testimony.
3: That was the from test. Who? They had hearings on this. Yeah, they had. From, they had a he- from the from the head of the Capitol Police, he said <laughs> it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good optics. That was her statement. No, it wasn't. Frank, Frank, stop it, Frank. Stop being idiotic, would you please? Can you? You can't even help yourself. If it's Donald Trump, you're as blind as a bat. You won't see any reality. If it's against the Democrat, you won't see anything. (laughs) What the hell's the matter with you?
0: What do you mean? I, I watch these, are the, hearings. these are
3: the facts. They bounce off you hearings. like you're covered in Teflon. I watched some hearings. <laughs> well, you missed one big part then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: You make up you stuff must have you gotten go to go to the
3: bathroom during that, that testimony. You, My you God. make stuff up as you go along. Frank, the, I, I worked, worked on Capitol Hill. The Speaker of the House is in charge of the Capitol Hill Police. She Wait, told the them she told them unequivocally, we don't want National Guard here. She, so she is in charge of the National Guard. The governor is. She's in charge of who polices the Capitol. No, she's not. Donald ah, Trump is Lord, Donald Lord, Trump. Is. Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh. Frank. Frank. Enough. Oh. Paul McCartney and Wings, they move from number 21 to number three. This date 1973 with their hit Live and Let Die. Made for the movie, the James Bond movie, Live and Let Die. Great song. Great movie, too. Um, somebody asked, why is the senator or speaker of the House in charge of uh, the Capitol Police security? That should be a security detail who knows what the hell they were uh, talking about. As I've said before, if this was a real insurrection, a lot more people should have been shot than just one woman. Because if uh, and it, and it sort of cuts off, so I apologize. But oh, because if they were truly attacking our democracy, they should have come out guns blazing, and it should have been all justified. The fact that people were and I, I it, it cuts off, but I, I get your point, and the point's good. But we should always have elected civilian control of military, and the police. And that's for good or ill. In this case, ill. Putting Nancy Pelosi in charge of anything is a recipe for a disaster. Because she's a fool. She's a, she's a reprobate herself. Insider her trading to the tune of three to $500 million in fortune for her and her husband. Now... Uh, somebody else text and Pelosi got the optics she was hoping for. You And, you know, <laughs> you could be right. I, I don't put her in the category of a patriotic American. I don't. I think she's a disgrace. And she's a hypocrite and she's a liar. And she's an old fool on top of that. So, I, I wouldn't put much past her. Somebody texts in, if you would let Frank speak, you may learn what he has to say. Stop yelling over everyone. Listen, we've got time limits on this program. I've explained that to you before. And when someone is going to deny a comp- a fact, a reality, then I don't have time. I really don't. You don't have time. Why would you want to make time? For someone who denies a, a in-your-face fact. Seriously. And I, I mean, we got thousands and thousands of people listening to this show, trying to enjoy it, trying to learn. And then I state a fact. Th- that's why it, this is not a balanced show. This is a fact Truth and reality based show. And if you're not going to deal in facts, truth and reality, I won't make, I won't give you time. I just won't. Now, if you're on the same plane as I am, if you're in, if you're in Reelsville, as Rush used to call it, if you're dealing in reality, fact and truth, there's plenty of room for us to differ on what they mean. What do those things mean? What would I do to, uh, in reaction to the, that fact, truth, and reality? All of that. But once you're denying facts, like we had a, a normal conversation with Doc, which is rare. But when he's talking facts, truth, and reality and comes to a different conclusion, I'm okay with that. It's when you deny it or pretend that you acknowledge it and then come to a conclusion that cannot be drawn from those that fact truth and reality I I can't I can't tie up all of your lives for nonsense and I won't least of all my time I got to run the show the bulldog he's got to run the show so if, if I say to you and you're going to, You. by the way, he called me. I didn't call him. <laughs> I, I'm saying what Nancy Pelosi said. And that's why there were no National Guardsmen at the Capitol. Mayor Muriel Bowser shares some blame there, too, because she could have put a perimeter outside the Capitol grounds even on her own, without Nancy Pelosi. So I tell you the testimony that says Nancy Pelosi said it would be bad optics to have the National Guard there. That's a critical failure. Even after she's told these people are nuts, something might happen, We've the FBI has intelligence that says this could get out of hand. And by the way, nothing that blaming her exonerates Trump from starting the whole thing in the first place. But now you call and, and you deny that that was said. Well, <laughs> why are we going to go further? Where are we going to go with that? My shirt today is blue. And if you come and talk to me and say, oh, your shirt's not blue. <laughs> well, how could we have a conversation about my shirt? <laughs> no, it's not blue, it's yellow. Oh, it's yellow. Okay. See, I don't play this relative this relativity bullspit. I don't play that game. We don't have time in life for that. And we don't have time when we're trying to reason and entertain for that nonsense. So you could you could oppose my conclusions, but if you oppose the facts and truth and reality, I'm not going to spend time on you. you. You won't tell me my shirt's yellow. Well, have a nice day. <laughs> we'll be back after the news with Brian Hughes.
2: Goldie YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast.